0: Hello, hello everyone. Happy Tuesday, May 26th. Oh my gosh, the month is almost over. Can you believe it? And of course, I have to end the month on a good note. I mean, not so much of a good note, but with someone really, really great in regards to a special guest with us this evening. But alongside me, I have two co-hosts, Mr. Zach, Mr. Zach, Mr. Eyeliner you know back mr eyeliner (laughs) hello hey i know it's it's on the head mr
1: eyeliner (laughs) mr
0: eyeliner yes and you know if you guys aren't familiar with him you need to get familiar with him you know he's also been a guest on my show and we have some things going on but the night is the bully exposed we have mr richard santiago with us tonight how are you
2: I'm uh, great. Thank you for
0: having me. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for your interest. Um, and I definitely love what you have going on. It's, I'm sure it's a huge inspiration for those that deal with this. And um, I just want to get into, and you know, you two are definitely great to be on this platform together because you both represent pretty much the same thing in regards to no bullying in the workplace. Yeah. And um, I love with you what you both represent and that you take it to the workplace because bullying can happen at the workplace. And uh, let's take that assumption that it only happens at school or that it doesn't happen at home. It can, but it does happen at the workplace. And I definitely want to discuss that with you guys. And of course, um, Mr. Director here, you know what you have going on. I know you have a film out, um, not just one, but you've done previous (laughs) films. Um, So um, I wanna go into the Bully Exposed. Are we out exposing bullies?
2: I hope we are, I hope we are. Yeah, we just, uh, sometime last year, we launched a film called Dear Bully. It's about a a registered nurse that lives in Boston who, uh, I won't give too much of it away, uh, who um, was bullied and unfortunately did the most ultimate worst thing you can do when you're being bullied. Um, it it, uh, it is up on Vimeo.com, uh, uh, Vimeo.com slash on demand slash Dear Bully. You can uh, rent it or you can just purchase it outright. And I want to say this, and I'm going to say this throughout the show because I know some people need to hear things more than once I've noticed, 100% of yeah. proceeds goes to um, TheBullyExposed.com. You know, I am the director of TheBullyExposed.com, but I don't take any, I don't take a salary. That is all volunteer work because I think that's just the way it should be, you know. So, um, I, I, let me tell you a funny story of, I have a show called Live Feed with your host, Richard Santiago, that I do on Instagram. And it all came to be by accident. You know, it was Christmas Eve. I was on vacation. And I said, well, let me give, let me do a um, a live feed and and say Merry Christmas to everyone out there. And that things are, if you're being bullied, things are gonna get better, and kind of give inspiration. And the minute I got on, I got questions from kids and from parents, mm. you know, father's being bullied, or my I'm being bullied, what can I do? So, you know, I answered it as honestly as I possibly could based on my knowledge. And uh, I've been doing this for like at least 12, 13 years now, uh, since about 2006, somewhere around this, 2005, 2006, where I've been really interviewing people uh, trying to get the story as to why this is allowed to occur. And um, so,
1: that's
0: currently where I'm at with, with, with that. Yeah. We need to know. Why I, I love,
1: first. And not that's exactly. something like, I, I got to tell you, like, that's something that uh, it's been, a, it's, I'm going to say it now. It's an honor that the three of us are doing this. And what I want to say the honor is not trying to degrade that word honor is the fact that we're living in this epidemic, this stay at home, be positive time is the big question. Everybody's, trying to be this positive way where, oh, we care about these issues, these issues. What about right before this whole thing happened, the kids who, the week before the school was closed, the people at work that were feeling this way where they were being bullied, they couldn't talk to a manager or HR avoided them or they acknowledged them, then now they're home. And some some of these people can't talk to people still. They're by themselves living in a studio apartment, this and that. And then you see in the news every day, domestic violence gone up. Suicide rates, yeah. gone up. Yeah. Not just in New York city where I live and we told lives, but different places, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, everywhere you're looking, these things go up, but people do not ever see bullying as an actual thing. Let's get like, let's give money to the rainforest. Let's give money to this vegetarian, this vegan association. But bullying is the same thing as what once was racism. What is prejudice? Bullying is a combination of racism, prejudice, and just uh, social like social like standards like people are, like oh you don't make enough money so social slandering and you combine all the biggest like hatred together in a little package that's what we're right. seeing now but the reason why this will keep going is because it's not my problem I don't have kids I don't have a niece I don't have a nephew I've never been through this and what I like to say in all my interviews and every time I go to a panel and I know I have a company but I take the company aspect at 100% for uh, I say that in five minutes I introduce my company this is who I am Blah 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 But I go into this. This this panel is about me educating on bullying in this industry and and a lot of times we have a lot of industries that we're all in where no one sees that but then you go on tv and you watch the news and news is like a horror show instead of going to a horror movie watch the news half the time and yeah these stories about some okay the kid came to the school and shot these five kids because he was picked on the you know on this they never and, and then the principal and the teachers not my fault uh and not my fault but then you hear a lot of the times the teacher said tell your parents i'll handle it you know right. yeah. and this and, that. and it doesn't get but,
0: handled
1: okay i'll, I'll yeah. yeah and in the work for many of us have been in the scenario okay hr will handle this we'll write up this report and three weeks later it happens again and you end up losing your job or you feel so uncomfortable with your job that as much as you loved it the people who are running it you had to walk away from them because right. it was making you this person you didn't want to be and
0: right. that's what
1: bullying does and yeah
0: it does what, a lot what you it do, does like, a lot same
1: way that you came into it
0: and i think uh um, you what, touched what, on it oh sorry and you you touched yeah. on it in your film right
2: richard uh yeah we we showed on the film that um that he he has his proof he he recorded uh uh, what was going on? So, and we do touch on it—the uh, way it makes families feel, the way it makes people feel. You know, you bully this one person, you're you bullying that whole that whole family pretty much
1: because they all. Yeah, to, it, it, it's a go. circle. It, it, it's a cycle. It's gonna keep going and going right. and going. And Richard, I would like to—I like to say this now to you, man. Like, whenever we i can see you, and we can maybe we can do this virally with taji I would love to do like a viral documentary with you. And I can have a bunch of cases, I can have them send me videos and tell their stories, sign contracts and say it's okay to do that. Nice. There's so many models, makeup artists, hairstylists, tattoo artists, and New York City who are afraid. And I'll tell you, a guy you see, six foot one, giant beast, man. And that guy can bring down with his story in a second, you know?
2: I wanted to touch on what you said about um, bullying, being racist, uh, about racism, you know, it's, I said that on a on a radio show that I was on about a year ago and one of the callers said I was nuts. And and you touched on it and you're right. You can't say to someone, you know, let's just say we're the three of us here Mm -hmm. all work together, you know, physically work together rather than online. I can't say I don't want to hire Taji because she's a woman. You know, I can't say that. So what do I say now? I start to bully a person. I just say, well, I just I just don't like them for them. And that's how you're able to get away with the bullying. That that's my opinion on that. Um, as far as why it continues to go on, I think it's because a lot of these companies actually really do think that if you have someone in fear of their jobs, they will work better. And that's not true. That no. is not true at all. Yeah, you know me?
1: Being yes, in fear right. is not a good sign for you to work harder.
2: Right. Especially in our field. Our field, we have to be creative. Me making films, Taji doing hosting, you doing uh, your makeup. We, you, we, have to, we have to be free to express ourselves, and we have to be comfortable where we're at. Otherwise, we can't create. At least I know I can't. No, but you're
1: right. As a creator that you are, and Taji is, and what I am, our number, one, our number one thing that we always have to be with anybody mm-hmm. is the word honest. If we right. have clients or we work with people, it's honesty first. It's mm-hmm. connection. It's how, why would you want to work with me if I'm blowing smoke up your you know, area? Like, why would you want to work with her if she's telling you what you want to hear, but it's really not what she means? Or you tell me something, and oh, you make me feel better, but you really are not telling me I can do better at this. I welcome criticism. I welcome like, that feedback. If you're not, right. at the end of the day, people hold their feelings back. Of oh, yeah. I don't wanna do this. But then the, the thing I say in bullying is, the way it gets away with in our industry, not in our industry, our culture is excuse, excuse, excuse. Um, the higher above, the, the school systems, the workplace systems, they will make any excuse possible for us to think that we're wrong about yeah. we're being bullied, I do.
0: I do think also, you know, not trying to excuse it because I I try to look it at different points of views with pretty much everything, right? I just feel like it continues to happen as well because it was never addressed. You know, people are afraid to address it, and and it, and they think it's okay, you know, or sometimes they've been like that. Pretty much all their life and no one addressed it. Or maybe it was like, uh, you know, their tone of voice is nothing, so it's not that serious, you know? And we, just,
2: we have hmm. to not to but we have to change the culture in our society because yes, you're right, there are a lot of people that they they won't talk about it. But if you really interview and ask them why don't you want to talk about it, it's because they either saw someone else or they did talk about it at one time and lost their job you know so we have to create a culture where people where i can say hey you know or to use the example i said before you can say uh taji that hey richard doesn't want to he straight out said he doesn't want to work with me because i'm a woman that's the protective act you need to do something that company as a whole Needs to either pull me, you know, you don't have to get fired for making a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. Right. Right. Yeah. And say, hey, Richard, we're not going to accept that. You know, she has the right to work just like you have the right to work, just like everyone else has the right. So if you have a problem with her being a woman, you need to fix that on your own. Right. But that's not what companies do because I don't know why. Maybe more people have that. No.
1: Because, they, bullying to companies, from my experiences, and I think you guys can even agree with me on this, it, it's not a problem. It, it, it's like, shut up. Like, sexual harassment is something they have, they, they go over in HR and they, they have this thing, right? sexual harassment and this. But bullying, it's like a joke to people because who's getting bullied? Nobody takes it serious because they don't, if they ignore it or if they haven't seen it themselves or it has nothing to do with them, it's passing the buck. And if they keep passing the buck, that's what's gonna happen and nothing will change. And that's why I think if you can instill in a business, a right. policy with the human resources, where you're not, a, you, you cannot touch a female or a male employee if you are a manager and you grab someone's behind and you do that. How about it's the same thing when you say, wow, you suck at your job, you should just be fired. Your jacket looks ugly. You go, you're fat, like your head looks stupid. you like, God, I can't wait for you to leave work. I can't stand your face. These kinds of comments, yeah, it's somebody start. will suck in, suck in, and they'll go back to work the next day. And they'll go mm-hmm. home, they'll drink, do a drug, probably kill themselves because they don't know who to talk to, and then no one's defending them. That right. is not the How is that not equal to someone like disrespecting you by touching a part of your body? Right.
0: right. I mean, I completely get it, but then it's just like, when, like, when does it start to be like, okay, we need to do something about this, and not just let it happen? like have you came across like going to people's workplaces and knowing that they stopped allowing that to happen no um
1: well i'll say again you know how you guys know i created the 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 policy right and when Mm -hmm. i I came with this policy it's a no bullying in the workplace policy i started at a makeup summit where several makeup studios started enforcing this in their studios um i then reached out to barbers with the barber community in New York City, they do BarberCon, they do BarberCon in LA. I reached out to Lee from BarberCon, he's interested in posting in, in shops, and then I talk to barbers, I talk to hairstylists, and that's where I wanna start. I talk to students, I talk to schools. Schools, why I talk to you, this is be, I'm gonna tell us the world right here. Right. Schools are like, well, you they put me through channels that will take me months, to so six months to a year, to get myself in a meeting to actually enforce this in a, a situation where I can put this in a certain school mm-hmm. or that, and then when it comes to government, I've been to several Queens Council meetings, trying to attempt to get something done. But then the Corona started. This and again, if I had the support it's, it's of people kind of exposed, yeah, it's tough to get these things out uh, there. But it should be out there. It's now, tough to it, make a difference.
0: Right. If you now, what about
1: going.
0: what about your perspective with things on this, Rich? Has it been pretty much the same way for you,
2: or from interviewing people for my films? I've noticed that the culture in uh, the workplace in America and I'm um, learning that it's throughout. It's in, I've talked to people in Japan, Australia, and the UK um, is that people work better when they're in fear of their jobs. And that's the culture that we need to change. And so we need to create a place where someone can come and say, this is what's happened to me and that person's not vilified for doing that because the powers at B, you know, the, whether it be the CEO, uh, wants to keep that culture there. You know, for, for me, um, I worked, I'll tell you this, I worked with the United States Postal Service, that's where I was bullied. Um, oh, wow, yeah. And I interviewed lots of teachers, you know, I mean, excuse me, I interviewed lots of supervisors in that workplace and they have said, they have literally said, that we, are, we have meetings and we are trained on how to bully people. This is the United States Postal Service. Then again, I interviewed many uh, people from Verizon as well. Mm. Um, and uh, they say the same thing. They, the, the managers are inspired. They have meetings. Rather than having meetings of how, how to make you know, telecommunication better, they're having meetings or how to make mail Run smoother. They're having meetings on how to, um, how to uh, bully people. Now, I will take, I will say, you know, a disclaimer that those supervisors never went on record saying that. So we got to take that with a grain of salt. But you know, I, I'm tired of people saying, you know, that. Oh, they're just making it up. People are not just gonna come out and a right. oh, group of people. One person, yeah, one person might say hey, you know, I worked with Taji and she's a, hor- she's a horrible person to work with. Or I worked with Richard and he's the worst. He's we're we're going to
0: get that. <laughs> yeah.
2: One or two people, yes, would say that. But when you got a group of people that don't know each other from different parts, you know, when you got big companies like the United States Postal Service and Verizon and you got someone in New York and in New Jersey and then in Boston and then, uh, you know, California.
1: There's no way they all got together to sing. Right. No, it's not like they, not like they had a conference call and, okay, here's the script. Right. They you know? weren't
2: on Zoom. Right. They weren't on it's Zoom. Crazy. like. And And trying to figure this all out, you know. No, so those people need to be uh, protected. Right. You know, we have this whistleblower act, which is just, you know, I can't think of my kind word, but I, so I'll keep going, moving on. <laughs> and, you know, it's... It's a laugh, you know, but we need to start, when these people come out, don't, don't take them for their word, you know, of course. Do your investigation, do your due diligence, investigate, figure it out. Wow, you know, here's someone from, from California, here's someone from New York, here's someone from this place, all saying the same thing that, um, and, and give an opportunity, but most importantly, give an opportunity to those supervisors. Yeah. who want to come forward, because there are so many. I have spoke to supervisors from many companies who are actually seeking professional uh, mental health because they have to deal with that. They either have to bully or they don't, so now they're bullied by their supervisor so they can bully their employee. And these are people high up in these companies, but right. they're, they know it's suicide it is suicide if they come out and say
1: you know Verizon's
2: doing this or this company yeah is because doing you
1: become like yeah even though you don't want to do that you're like the, the middle manager you're told to do that or your job's gone you have a family to feed you got bills to pay
3: right you, you do it's it you,
1: you, you're not a monster but what happens is you literally become a monster Right. right, right.
0: it's crazy So I want to, I want to get to, um, so clearly, you know, all of this happening and you mentioned how you was also, you know, bullied working at the postal service. Um, What made you say, hey, I want to do a film about exposing bullies in the workplace? Was it because you um, had friends that were going through situations and you said, you know what, this needs to be put out there. Of course, to spread awareness more about it. What made you say, you know what, I want to do a film about this?
2: I'll tell you what it was. I was speaking with a very really high up um, supervisor, not interviewing, not in the capacity of a journalist, not, compa- not in the capacity of a filmmaker. I was just an employee dealing with it. And, I, and I'm talking about the bullying that's occurring at the, um, at the station that I worked at. And he turned around and he said, prove it. Prove it. No one's gonna. No one's gonna believe you about what's going on because I, I'm the boss, and no one's gonna believe you about what's going on. And that's what made me say, okay, prove it. Fine, I will. And I record it. And that is when I started to record what went on in the bullying, and I got vilified. So I, you know, just for your listeners out there, I'm talking about being vilified, and I know a lot of people have said. I'm probably saying because I I hear it, you know. Well, he doesn't know what it's like to be vilified. He's talking vilifying, but he doesn't know. I do know. I I got called crazy because I'm doing it. You know, I'm a I'm a journalist. You know, I went to school for it. I I didn't. I I will agree that when it comes to journalism, I didn't go. I didn't get a degree in journalism because that's not what I wanted. But some of the things that I was doing s- said, hey, you have to take these classes in order. And I'm like, oh, journalism, that sounds interesting. I'll take that. You know, I, um, so I took journalism. So I understand journalism. I understand the basics, You know, journalism 101. And, I, and even if I didn't, I think anyone that records when they see injustice is a journalist they might be a street journalist but they're journalists and it's the and i I think it's their right and it's a shame that we have some countries uh, i've talked to some people we have some states in the united states where you can't record without someone's knowledge and i think every state should
1: be that i think every state and unfortunately it's that that's not how i mean i don't see that changing anytime soon with the way this world goes you know sad I, I, i think a little bit there
2: not, not to disagree with that, I think it's a little bit there. People are recording in states yeah. where you don't want to record, you know,
1: and they're... Some people are just so afraid to do that, though, you know. They're just waiting right. to record something. Like they, see a, they see, like, INS come and pick up someone from a house. I, I think LA, New York, big cities, big cities like ours, we're not afraid. But you go to, like, a smaller city, and I've traveled with people, and I've seen smaller states where it's, like, People are scared crapless to actually do anything that might get them into a spot where, you know, don't want, we don't, I don't want to go there, but in certain states, people are afraid for certain reasons they should be afraid to be afraid of, you know?
2: Right. Right. And I think it's because we don't
1: protect them when people right. come yes. forward. I agree. Every, yes. Right. That's sad. That's sad. It, you know, and, and if it like, comes to I would ask you, Richard. Yes, so I want to ask you a quick. How much hatred or bullying did you get when you started doing your thing? Uh, I want to tell you from my experience, when I started becoming the anti-bullying guy about 5 years ago and I started going to schools, the first wave of bullying I got was from fathers. When I talked to the kids and the fathers be like, the son is a man, don't you know, he has to fight for himself. And then I started getting criticism from People who are like this—he's a boy. He doesn't need that. He shouldn't wear makeup. He shouldn't do this. In my stance, I go there, I go on a panel at school or an or auditorium. I'll have this on. I'll be like, I'll be this. I'm Zach. This is me. I'll be me. And I tell everybody, be yourself. Yourself is beautiful. Don't care your. Don't care what you are about. Who, mm-hmm. What your sexuality is. What your skin color is. What your religion is. Just be you. And for me, I my sign of like bullying. I of first got or like people calling against me were parents, or then people who just said. This is not important in our industry. Don't bother talking about this in the industry. So I want to ask you: When you became this person, you were strong and brave to do these movies and these documentaries, and you were amazing to show the world something new. Did you get any like negative feedback? Did you get any mm. kicks in the mouth? You know.
2: Yeah, I got tons of negative feedback, and the, and the thing that really bothered me the most, you know, that really woke me up to is that negative feedback from my, I got from people who are living it every day. You know, in other words, what I'm saying is, so sure. I worked in the post office. I got a lot of stuff from um, postal workers that were like, like, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be doing this. It's like, you know, it's like when you have a family and if the husband is beating the, the wife and the kid wants to tell, mm. it's like, no, you shouldn't. You this has to stay with us, within us. Okay, I wouldn't mind it staying within us if you handled it, but you're not handling it. You know, if you say, yeah, you know, I did a wrong thing. I, I hit your mom. It's not going to happen again. I'm going to seek help. We're going to seek counseling, blah, blah, blah. Then, yes, let's keep it with us.
3: Right. But When
2: it's constantly happening, it is in the Postal Service, it's shame on those people that say that I'm the problem, you know, that right. that I'm the problem, that I should have just I should
0: just you know, you know what's crazy? I can actually relate to that. I I know how it is working in the post office as well. <laughs> and it would be what why are you doing what are you doing there? Get over there. Where are you going? Why? Why are you over there and you're not there? Like it's just it's it's the like excuse me? Like are you my parent or my supervisor? Like some <laughs> supervisor should not talk to you like that. It's just get over there and, and grab that cart, grab that postcard, and dr- and bring it over there. And you're like, yeah, okay, to, it's a bit demanding to... here, like you know, and, <sighs> it, and it's different. You know, it's different in the aspect of oh, why are you putting that there? That's not where it goes. You're 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 a junior. You're supposed to do that. I'm your senior. You're supposed to do that, not me. That happens a lot. Yeah. I'm not doing that. That's yeah. your job. And it's like, excuse me, like, uh, let the, the supervisor tell me that, but that's not a way of doing it or, you know, doing something embarrassing where everyone's name is up on the board and you're like, Hey, where's Taji? Oh, she's late again, you know, in front of everybody. Or, hey, why are you wearing sweatpants
1: and not jeans? That's not acceptable. See, I want to you, that I say that's acceptable. unfortunately a practice that, that is followed to put us in line in a pecking order in our inner our world. It's a pecking order thing that, that these small, if you even work in a, uh, a fast food place, if you work at a key food or a stop and shop in the back room, and I've seen this as I work in these places, you see that same thing, guys. You see like, oh, uh, you know, Jamel is late to work. Oh, Zach's five minutes late to work. Uh, why is Zach wearing jeans with a rip in them? You know, why Why does he have a tattoo on his hand today? You know, they'll, they'll, they'll go make it known because it's this pecking order that they're trained to do to try to reinforce you to do better. But all it does is make you degraded. And at the same time, try to keep your head down and not come in and be different. Not wear a band t-shirt, not wear a rapper's t-shirt, not wear anything cool around your neck. Just come in and look basic so you don't get anybody's attention and try to be under the radar. Right. I'll tell th- I th- I
2: you a real life situation. That happened with with me, so you say you worked for the postal service um I did
0: about... I used two years ago
2: okay, okay, so you probably understand a little bit of the the, the atmosphere and then I'll try to mm-hmm. I'll try to explain it as quickly as I can for you v- viewers so when a postal carrier okay one the person that gives you your mail he when he sets up his route uh he is with the CBA, with this uh, CBA, the uh, collective bargain agreement. He is allowed to say whether he wants to work as a 12-hour carrier or an eight, or an eight-hour carrier or a 10-hour carrier. OK? So let's just say we have a carrier. He only wants to work eight hours and go home. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't need extra time. So he'll do his route. If his route is longer than eight hours. And let's just say to keep things simple his route is an hour long so it's going to take him nine hours to do his route but he's only an eight-hour carrier so that hour goes to someone who wants to work overtime and i've been in both situations throughout my 12 years with the postal service so now that piece of of um mail gets put to the eight-hour carrier so now i've seen situations where the postal service will either make that guy carry the eight hours. And there's a situation, the the postal service is a lot like the military. You know, if you're given an order, you do the order and you do the order and then you you grieve it later, which is something that should really change. Unless it's something that puts you in harm's way, then you can say, nope, that's dangerous, I'm not doing that. And you shouldn't be touched, but there are situations where people are touched. But anyway. So they give, so they'll either force that carrier to to work that eight hours, or they'll give it to a carrier that says, you know, I know I'm normally a 12-hour carrier, but today I got to pick up my daughter or something. I got something going on. I can't work the eight hours. They'll give that carrier the, the work. And then they'll say, oh, you can thank your buddy, Richard, because he's, he's, he says that he can't. He can't do this right. That's, that's so, so true. That's so true. That's so true. that creates an animosity between them, and and that's what they want. Just like right. just like uh, the the government, they want people of certain stature fighting each other rather than crazy. coming together and saying, "Hey, this is wrong. This is wrong." So I do want to say this. I want to touch up on that. So let's just say they said to the carrier, you have to carry the route. Go out and do it. Now he worked eight hours. Now what he can do uh, is grieve that. So he puts in a a grievance that I'm an Mm eight-hour carrier and I work an hour Mm -hmm. overtime. So he'll grieve it. And what happens is, and the the public doesn't notice, and I think they should really know, so I hope your listeners share this, this interview. What happens is when he grieves that, It goes into the grieving process and then what happens is that that carrier can be paid for working overtime so now he worked overtime and now he's making a little extra money for being um what is it for for going for working overtime when he's not an overtime worker now and then again there's more the carrier who didn't receive the they, everyone follow me who didn't receive so there was a carrier who was who went home early, let's say, because he had there was no work, but they gave that he could have worked an hour overtime. Everybody follow me. He could have worked that that mm-hmm. guy's yeah. overtime. Yeah. So he gets money. I can tell right. you right now that I've talked with I interviewed carriers and I've seen it in working in the in the industry. I've seen mm-hmm. carriers who make so much money from that that they pay their rent and they have. Yeah, $2,000, I mean mortgages, I'm sorry, not rent, mortgages. They live in this great place in the best part of town, because they're making good money, and their rent is strictly paid by these violations. So the post office followed their own rules, Right. Then they wouldn't be in the situation there, which I, this is my opinion, I got to put that out there, my, right. my lawyers. This is my opinion. The post office is not in any dire streets. Yes, the letters have went down, but the packages have went up. More people are, are buying things. Right. Uh, they don't.
1: No, yeah, I agree. I'm but, one of my partner, chat. He before have, you he before you go
3: time.
0: before you go. I know we want to continue this, but you know we got to take a five minute break real quick and tap right back into this. <laughs> like we gotta keep them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll be back in five minutes. I know it's getting super juicy right now, y'all. I promise we'll be right back. We'll be right back. So, yes, we're going to take a break on Live with Taji. We're here with Zach Mr. Eyeliner and the bully exposed by the one and only Richard Santiago.
1: Richard!
3: I'm the source 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 because who else I'm the source 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 you're looking for that heat I'm the source I'm the source I'm the source I'm the source well of course. The Nubian queen Show respect to the crown Soon as you start to float They try to pull you back down I done planted the seed And soon I sprout from the ground Come and check on my leaves Forever wrapping my town Always moving forward Never in reversal The time is always now Life has no rehearsal Been the main event While the others is commercial Sitting high up on these hills Singing blue and yellow purple You know how it is Won't always be honky dory Should be nice now But later one different story They say to pick a lane Like choose a category But my too big to fit in one hour shorty going one buck 40 on the freeway eyes up on the prize, don't care about what he or she say when I bump this track they gon' react like with a replay play this in the winter and they'll ask who causing heat waves and I'll say I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source I'm the source, 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 I'm the source Who else? I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source You looking for that heat? I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source Well of course I'm the one when you're alone, you should be looking out for. Rolling with the pack of stacks, refer to me as Alpha. They talk a lot and busting shots, but I'm quick to counter. They say they better, but they know they ain't got the ounce of potential. On the instrumental, steady working on my muscle, flexing up my mental. Dare to challenge me and your Lindy require dental. Spreading toxins when they need to be environmental. Yes, yes it is, who the f you think it is? My flow is ridiculous, eat it up like licorice Burst up in this mother i show you what the business is Is it the door, is it live? Can't tell what the difference is, yeah Sources are safe, it's a siren yeah I'm the source, 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 I'm the source. I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source. Cause who else? I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source. You looking for that heat. I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source, I'm the source. Well of course, I'm the I'm the I'm the
0: Santiago from the Bully Exposed. Thank you, thank you for tonight. On this Tuesday, the last Tuesday in May. Oh my gosh. Um, so thank you so much. Um, let's expose these bullies. Um, and I know we had like a you know a prior conversation in regards to an example on where you worked at previously and how um, it hit home with bullying. So you actually know what it's like. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that story with us yeah. um, and, and you, Zach, as well with your stories and, and everything. Um, but I know you had some things that you wanted to say. You have any shout outs you want to give? I mean, you come back with us, to us with the oh, crown on. I mean, where uh, where's my crown? Can, you, can we do the Don't <laughs> I mean, Rush Challenge and pass crowns the crown. to each
1: other? He's got the crown. We got crowns. <laughs> where's your, your crown, dog? You? Oh, yeah. You know what? <laughs> I do have a crown. You see it? You see it? <laughs> There you go. It's
2: a symbol that you know we can all do this. You know, a lot of kids on my show. Like I said, I I have a show uh, that I do on Instagram called Live Feed with your host Richard Santiago. I've had uh, people I want to give a shout out. I've had um, UFC fighter Brandon Con Copeland on. I've had WWE former WWE wrestler Little Boogeyman Chris Hollyfield on. I had Christina Wells, uh, America's Got Talent semi-finalists on. And on the 30th, I'm going to have a uh, recording artist, Kelly Morgan. Uh, she has opened up for people like T.I., Ashante, Jaru, and many others. So uh, May 30th, Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will do that show right on Instagram. So you just come to our Instagram and just jump in right on, right in on the feed. Um, but this, the, I wear the crown on the show because it is a symbol Cause a lot of kids say, you know, I can never do that. I could never stand up to my bully. So I use the crown as a way to tell kids that we, you can do this too. Not just me, not just Zach, not just Taji. We all can do this. If we work hard, learn to craft or whatever it is we want to get into, whether it's hosting a show or it's creating films or makeup, it doesn't matter if we, um, who work hard at it, we can do it as well. And the symbol, and I always end my show with anyone can wear the crown and anyone can be a hero. So go out there, learn your craft and be a hero. Um, I also want to mention one person. um, Oh, well, let me also say that the the show is hosted by uh, travelingtechteacher.com, BullyExposed.com, And like I said before, 100% of any of the donations if you watch our film or if you buy yourself one of these great uh, be kind t-shirts mm. uh, all, Senator proceeds goes to thebullyexposed.com I don't take any, any money from it it's my way of volunteering it's my way of giving back to my community so you can also if you have the cash app you can donate by going to uh, dollar sign the bully and the number two dollar sign and the bully exposed number two or you can go on the internet to cash that app forward slash dollar sign the um, two, two. And I want to mention one person. There is a person, Cheryl uh, Ann Arojo. Okay.
0: Say that name one more anything. time. I, if the shelly, volume went a
2: little shelly. bit lower. Sure, no problem. Shelly Ann Arojo. Um, she, you you know her. I, I'm going to tell you guys right now. You may not know exactly, but you know her. There was a film called The Accused with Jody, Jolie. Uh, Jodie
1: yes, Foster. Yes, Jodie Foster. Okay. Yeah, and woman, and Kelly McGinnis. It's, it's a great movie. Gang, she was gang raped.
2: Um, but I recently saw a film. That's a, I know. Oh, a, wow. A non film, which is that I like to create. I recently saw a film about her life. Uh, and it's really a shame because, one, the accused film really, you know, people have to understand when you're watching a film based on reality or based on someone's life, Hollywood, I can tell you because I've worked in, in Hollywood, I've, been, I've worked behind films, not big films, but I worked behind films. They're gonna paint it a little differently to make it more exciting and more interesting to you. And they they unfortunately painted her like a horrible person. She did not say any of the things she said. She um, because we're on the topic of of people coming in the earlier part of the portion of the show. This is why I'm bringing this up, because we talked about people uh, being vilified. And she was, she, was, she was not the person that they said on the film. She just went in there to get a pack of cigarettes and had a few drinks. And then when she tried to leave, she was grabbed by these men and then unfortunately raped. And I want the world to know, because the filmmaker in that film wanted the world to know. And I think it's important. She died two years later.
0: From what?
2: The- from yeah. Because people yeah. would not just let it go. They they continued to vilify her. And and this is how racism works. So because the men that did the majority of the raping or the cheering, remember that she they also tried to convict. They were unsuccessful, but they tried to convict the people who cheered her, uh, the, the men who raped her on. Uh, right. They were not convicted. But most of the men were of Portuguese descent. So now... Um, uh, the society started coming down on the Portuguese society that they're they're animals they don't deserve to be here and like they always do with immigrants right and that forced the 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 people the Portuguese people wanted to 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 retaliate as well you know and so who can they who can they fight they're not going to fight you know, the, the racist people in Boston. So they fight this lonely person. And she moved to Florida, but she was still vilified. And she unfortunately went in depression and uh, drinking. And she uh, crashed the vehicle one day. She was driving drunk. She crashed the vehicle and died. Two years yeah. after after she took the stand, three years after that horrible incident. So vilifying someone, you you gotta understand, folks. You viewers out there, your viewers have to understand the impact that you have when you vilify a person for coming forward. The person should not be vilified. Now, if it finds out that the person is not telling the truth, I, mean, I don't think we should still vilify them. Let's find them. Let's sh- you know show them that this kind of behavior shouldn't happen. But we should also take the, when it does turn out to be true, because hundred percent. But let's say ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, the person's telling the truth. That person should be vilified and right. and and held accountable. But the wrong person always is, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. My little
1: thing that I just have to I'm. I'm very appreciative that you brought that up and I know that story very well. I didn't really want to touch that, but thank you for doing that. I, I remember that story because it was a movie I watched very young and I I read a lot about her. And yeah, um, the reason Jodie Foster was an amazing human being as an actress, she felt very much like she didn't portray it with justice. And she said that in many interviews and that you know, Hollywood sometimes you can have the best director in the world. I worked in that business as well. Best writer when it comes to production, when it comes to release time, Things get left out, people get blamed and you know, vilified, and it's not the right stuff. It's how the yeah, industry nice worked that. in 1980-something. Yeah, right now, if you're, cool. like you are, if you're an independent filmmaker, like you're you're an independent filmmaker, I actually write screenplays, I've been doing them my whole life. Uh, so yeah, when you're an independent filmmaker, you can do it and get justice because you can make what you want, make them, you know, get the investors you want, like p- charge your credit cards, make the film you actually want to do, don't give a crap about the studios and you could tell someone's story. And when you're telling someone else's story, it's not your story, you need to tell it. So you portray them with the soul that you, they are, and you are giving them justice and you're giving them that right. respect. Right,
0: um, so I want to ask, right? Um, I know you have a film called The Bully Exposed, right? Um, do you cater, <laughs> in, in regards to filming, right, do you cater to those, like, um, do you stick in the lane of bullying or, do, you know, because, you know, I'm sure everyone would want to know as a director, you know, and I don't know you have the bully exposed, which of course we need, they need to be exposed, um, but do you right. direct in different avenues as well when directing or... Okay.
2: So let, let, let me say this first, uh, The BullyExposed.com is the nonprofit that I work with. Um, I also work with um, other nonprofits, and I want to give a shout out to Air Force uh, Sergeants Association, Chapter 50, 60. Uh, they're, they're a nonprofit that I make films for a lot. So I will make films that don't have anything to do with, with bullying. Um, and then on my personal, I'm also a freelancer, so I do weddings, I have done weddings, I have done um, commercials and stuff like that, but for for The Bully Exposed, uh, yes, it has been the films about bullying, films right. about uh, injustice, and yes, so the, the film is not called The Bully Exposed, like, um, I mean The Bully Exposed. The uh, BullyExposed.com is the nonprofit, but the films have been. Uh, I made a film about disabled people who were being bullied, uh, and that one's called uh, Black, um, "Bullying Is No Laughing Matter," because these uh, four, these three kids use comedy to to deal with their bullying as their outlet to deal with bullying. Uh, I've made a film about um, these two women which I won an award for. Uh, I won um, an award from the Nevada uh, Women's Film Festival uh, about these two women who were bullied. And uh, the reason why I won, it because it was very unique. So the women didn't want to come forward. I interviewed, I was new, I was still in school, I was new. And I didn't think, right now, if I want to interview somebody, I won't interview somebody unless they they sign a release form. But back then I didn't, and I interviewed these women. And their stories were so compelling that what I did was I got actresses to say the things that they were saying. And I think that's what made me win that award because I was thinking out of the box and I felt like these women's stories need to be told. And um, so you can see these films on our Vimeo account, uh, The Bully Exposed uh, in Vimeo. And you can rent them for a very low amount. And like I said, 100% of the proceeds goes to BullyExposed.com. Yeah. But yeah, the, the film is not called The Bully Exposed. The film is called, the, that I'm working on about my life, is called When Bullies Become Bosses, is the name of that film. And I'm also working on a film with uh, former wrestler, Little Boogeyman, about the the bullying that um, people with dwarfism or short, people of short stature wow. have to deal with. That's
3: because a good it,
2: one. Yeah, it's really amazing to me. We we hope to get the funding for it so we can do it right and and uh, really fly all over you know Australia and tell mm-hmm. people in their stories because you know Quaylan Ba Bailey's lives there so we're hoping to go out there and and get the atmosphere of bullying in Australia which I find is a lot like uh, the U S. But um yeah that that's those those are the names of that film. Uh, yes. and I'm glad I'm glad, yeah, to... <laughs> I'm glad you clarified
0: that. I'm um, glad you clarified that. Cause you know, um people will assume, you know, okay, this gotta be the name of that because this is associated with this. No, 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 yeah. no. Let's get it right. So that I'm having to I, find I, the I right said that specifically for a reason so people know. You know, I like to ask questions that people are afraid to ask, you know, as they say, stupid question. You know, I don't believe in a stupid question. So Look, there you go. No I, asked, I asked the question, question for you guys.
2: Now, there's no, there's no no such thing. No such thing as a stupid question. That's for sure. There isn't. Nope. um But yeah, so we're you know, we, we want to make a change. And, and I think the best way to start is to tell people's stories. So people know, you know, when I called that person fat, wow, that, that really had an impact. You know, Uh, when I interviewed uh, Christina Wells, she said that she used to have a teacher that used to call her Elsa the the clown. And it's like, Hmm. you really, you don't think you're a teacher and you don't think that the impact that that would have on a on a on a young little girl.
0: Wow, that's 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 sad. But um, no, do it's you been around. It's been a, it's been. I around see forever. This becoming bigger. Like this needs to be big in a, in a a huge documentary, actually out in theaters.
1: right Yeah, and I, I think with with the powers of all three of us and more people who are like-minded like us. Just starting here should be the next, the first stage of many that we can do this together. Because we're all doing it in all collective worlds, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, th- one thing I do, I do want to mention, because I know New Yorkers are a set way. You know, they, they'll, they'll, hold, they'll hold to someone that's from New York. I do want to let you guys know, I was born and raised in New York City, Mount Sinai Hospital.
1: I can't ah! hear your voice. We were, I can't hear that you're from, from the Bronx.
0: I was born at the
1: Bronx. Come on, Dude, you, sound like every, you sound like every Bronx boy I know. Come on.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because well, I've been out of New York a very long time. You know, as we, we You say. never lose New York. Well, I'm glad to hear that because it's funny because I like I said uh, off camera I, I don't no longer live in New York. I no longer live in the United States as well. And uh, when I go back to New York, a lot of my friends say, well, you lost." You lost a voice, or people. No. when I talk no. to people, they're like, <laughs> and I tell them from New York, they're like, I, 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 I can't
1: tell that. I, I really, you're from New York. <laughs> I didn't, bro. I, just the way you even bro. told your stories today in this interview, you are born New York, you are true hearted. I will yes. say what I want to say. You are New York, bro. Yeah, don't let anybody say yes. you're not.
0: Yeah, you. oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I know we have a <laughs> couple <only some> minutes. <laughs>
2: They're saying that they don't
0: notice, they don't pick up on it or, or anything oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> now, I noticed it. I'm sure everybody yeah. Yeah. tuning in is noticing it. But um I know we're about to end it here. Oh my gosh. It, it was just, it was so interesting and great talking to you. Thank you so much. Um it was. I know it was we, we gotta end and it's about to be a, yep, in a minute. <laughs> Time goes by fast. Um ah. So, I, I love how you put the crown on. And yes, we are all powerful beings. Okay, your voice can be heard and should be heard. And um, I just want to end it by saying thank you guys again um, for being on Live with Taji and spreading thank the you. word. Um, everybody can hear it, whether through YouTube or on the website, listen worldwide, and, and just hear that it's not okay. We're out I, here exposing and- bullies and make sure you see Mr. Richard Santiago's film,
1: please. And viewers, respond to this video and request that we have a series of more videos with Richard, Taji, and me. Keep talking about this. And That's if you want to do, let's do it. Let's do a series, guys. A
0: series here. Yes. Yeah. So is there anything no, you, you want to have... say, Richard, before we exit out?
2: Uh, you know, please, like I said, the, uh, the Bully, if you like films like the one we did, the, uh, Dear Bully or any other one, uh, it's important that donations, I know a lot of people, this is a hard time to, to ask people for donations, uh, but uh, donations are what keeps this film going is what keeps us being connected to superstars and uh, like people like Chris Holland Field. Uh, if you can't donate for whatever reasons, I know there's hard times, go to uh, our Instagram account or go to the Bully exposer account and share Watch our videos that we have put up there, and share it. If we say something that really strikes you, share it with 10 of your friends, and not just once, because like I said earlier in the show, sometimes people need to hear or see something more than once before they get, oh, wow, I need to get in on that. So constantly share what we're doing. I have, you know, I want to thank those uh, loyal people. I see it on Facebook. that Every day, they'll share our inspirational posts that we put on Instagram. And, or they'll share our videos uh, every day. I see them put one post, and I thank those people. So if you can't help in a monetary way, help by getting the word out by yes giving the thumbs up on Facebook by smashing that heart on Instagram. That will help us to climb, and that will help us for more people to see us and say, "What is this guy doing? What are these people doing?" Let's 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 help them.
0: Yes, yes. So and thing, please, everyone, yeah, yes. thank you so much for for sharing all of this information with us. Many people need to hear this. um And please make sure you follow. Oh my gosh, what is going on? Okay. Stop the bullying underscore together. Okay. Yes, and go to the bully Right? Is there any other platforms that you need to be followed at?
2: Uh, Twitter, we're TheBullyExposed.com. Uh, Vimeo, which is where you can see our films. We're also TheBullyExposed.com. I think that if you do a search the where can I find The Bully Exposed? I think I've done that before to see what comes up. You'll, you'll find us. On well, right. The Bully Exposed, we'll connect you to our Facebook, to our
1: Instagram, all over. Yes.
0: So thank you. And make sure you also follow Mr. Eyeliner. That's where you find him on Instagram. Um, yeah, and any just,
1: questions that mm-hmm. you ever have about bullying, I'm in Queens, New York. I will go anywhere. I will be on the phone all night long. If you ever want to talk to somebody who understands, please feel the fact I am here. DM me. Yes. It's always me. I will listen and talk to you. I want to yes. help.
0: So thank you, guys. You heard it here on Live with Taji WMS Radio. You guys are so awesome. Summer is coming. Thank you, guys. And please enjoy it. And no bullying.
1: Thank you Never. for having Thanks. Thank you, guys.
0: Thanks, guys. Bye.